Yo, it's this Jimmy Small Podcast. It's Wednesday, 23rd of March, 2016. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. Good to be back. We have a... It's been so good. It's it's like autumn perfection. I think today, oh, looking at it? the uh, looking at this morning's... Uh, what do you call it? P- projection? Mm, forecast. Uh, forecast. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it looks like today may be the end of days when it comes to autumn. Really? Well, uh, daylight savings ends in exactly a week and a half's time. You, why do you always know things like that? And I never do. Why? Because I'm that? a freelancer, right? Ah, oh, ding. Haven't this had sort that of one information, for a while. No, but this sort of information <laughs> is important to me currently in my ever squeezing. Like, I've got a freelance gig, as you know. Yes, I do know. But uh, yeah. the, the noose around my uh, extremities is being huh? tightened. Because <laughs> right. As you get closer to the uh, business end of freelancing, yes. they expect more in a smaller uh, scope. This is all very abstract. <laughs> yes, it is. And so I, I'm having to be aware of a lot of things that ordinarily mm. an artistic type like myself, an artistic right. freelancer right. Yeah. like myself, would not mm. ordinarily contemplate. Right. So as a result, I know that it is the 23rd and in a week and a bit's time because the last weekend of March, if not the 1st of April, right. is going to be the uh, end of Daylight Saves, which is the end of Because this bit only lasts for a minute, doesn't it? This, You know that start of autumn thing where the sun is out and it's really sunny but it's crisp, the air is crisp, so it's warm but a bit chilly? That's an amazing feeling. Perfection? Perfection. Perfection. Abs- do we agree about something to do with the weather? Sort of. So, But that only lasts for two weeks. So there's only two weeks of the year that you and I agree on. <laughs> well, on Monday morning, I was out at the park. Mm. Um, I, I, I traipsed around in a, in a park just in town, actually, near, near the Melbourne Zoo. I, I make my journey right. across there because for some reason I like the quality of the dew on the grass at this time of year. Oh, you're a, just a poet, aren't you? Well, it's the true. quality of the dew. And uh, my two uh, canine companions uh, also appreciate And plus, I turn off the various podcasts I'm listening to. Yeah. And uh, when I hear the squawk of some exotic animal. So it, it just, it's a, a very uh, nice, excellent experience. But yeah. it's, uh, it's perfected or it's, it's even added to at this mm. time of year by... Uh, the douchebags in the balloons and uh, oh, yeah. and they all land around there. So at some point oh. I've got like I can actually look people in hot air balloons <laughs> in the eye. <laughs> the best. And yes. rather than being a tourist yeah. and they're taking photos of me, I look at them and continue to throw the ball my dog. I don't even pause. <laughs> Trust you to act. You would. You would just be like Look at me not caring. Deliberately not Captain caring. Captain nonchalant, nonchalant. So well, what do you want me to do? Because this is my town for for not much longer, but it is my town. Yes. And I'm going to soak it up as long as it is. Yes. But uh, I'm moving away. But to look at those people in the eye and to not take a snappy of them is uh, a very <laughs> empowering thing to do. You get empowered by very tiny things. It's very <laughs> sweet. Welcome to my world. <laughs> you get empowered by very tiny things. So you are moving away, though. What's that? (laughs) You are moving away from Melbourne. I think so. So, have we discussed the logistics? We can't because I don't want to. I don't want to break the deal. You know. Okay. All right. So we don't want to do the thing with the the Farrell thing where you say, "I promise you, we're going to do poetry every week on this podcast." Yeah, we do. And then never mention it again. No, I didn't think we had to mention poetry to create it. (laughs) So, so this just, is where you get it wrong. So everyone just has to suss out which bits of poetry and which bits are just... I think everyone finds poetry where they want to find it. Oh, I don't think Stuart, it's a defined you are, area. Uh, you are 
<laughs> you're a magician, really, aren't you? Um, well, a that word could be magician, poetry, I suppose. Yes. Uh, okay, so we're not allowed to talk about that. That's fair enough. Um, well, we're allowed to talk about it, but I just can't give you any answers. Right. Other than to say that I have a broker coming over this evening. And he could be brokering myself out of this scum hole that has held me captive for 40 years. Does broker? Yeah, broker means middleman between one thing and another, middle doesn't it? Middleman. Yes. We're dealing with a middleman. Wow. That's mm. super grown up. Well, there comes a time in your life, Lauren, when you hit your early 30s that you decide that it's time. <laughs> that now, look at me. I'm in Some my late 20s <laughs> and I should be doing this. And uh, I just turned 22 and it's time to uh, hit town because I've had enough of this old scum hole called oh, Melbourne. Oh, God. And it's good because a lot of our listeners aren't from Melbourne, so they understand completely what an absolute scum hole this town is. Wow, Stuart. And why you'd want to escape it. No. no and big know, love to everybody we who have lives at, here. No, no. You, yes. know what, you know what the problem with Melbourne is? Oh, no. Here we go. Now. Okay. How are we going to get this, are For those we? that don't live here... Oh, uh, you, you, you're already an out-of-towner. You haven't even left yet. <laughs> I felt like an out-of-towner since I was born. You four metres from my house. What yeah, are you... but I never felt like I belonged. I told you this a little while ago. Yeah. I've never belonged in this city. Yeah, but you, you've, that, you've retrospectived that because that's not how you used to feel at all. It is indeed how I used to feel. Really? From the days growing up in the outer suburbs to moving into the inner suburbs for some time. Yeah. To travelling around overseas where I still never felt a part of the world. I never had a passport, nor I had a will to become a part of any city. I moved back to the city I grew up in. I tried in Mary and many inner and outer suburbs. This sounds like a... And then I decided once and for all that for me, my wandering spirit must reside (laughs) in a beachside locale. (laughs) If you tell me that this podcast has no uh, poetry... No, no, I'm not anymore. No, no, God, no. You are dearly wrong. I do (laughs) Do you know, I was, I was driving somewhere the other day and... Yes, one-handed? No, no, I didn't have the Pringles right. <laughs> at the time. And I saw one of those signs and it's just, 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 you just reminded me when you were saying... You saw one of those signs? I'll tell you what the sign was, shall I? I should finish my it sentence. It might be good. Okay, I saw one of those signs that was out the front of a house and this was in a nice neighbourhood, like, you know... Tennis in, court in no, it wasn't tennis court. You've got issues with rich people and, I, and I'm and i starting to take offence. <laughs> anyway, the reason I say this is that you were talking about, you know, Melbourne and how, and it I've sucks. just heard this, I've heard, you know, the NIMBY thing, not in my backyard, like I object, I live, you know, next to a pub and I object to the pub playing the music mm. and blah, blah, blah. So there's no live music anymore, et cetera, right? I've heard that being said to people who put these kinds of signs up. Mm. And But I support the principle behind this sign. So I am a little bit torn. But the sign says, we oppose inappropriate development. Uh, Were you around Camberwell? uh, Yeah, actually I wasn't far from Camberwell. A lot of those people were opposing um, flats being built on top of Camberwell Station. Right. Well. The classic NIMBY. Okay, so sure, but at the same time, if you don't And we NIMBY, have Jeffrey Rush on our side, by the way, uh, yeah, and Barry Humphreys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. We don't live in flats, we live in apartments. <laughs> That's what I was going to say about it, <laughs> is could they have found a less like catchy people, you know, uh, like 
like this is the people's voice. We Here I am. oppose Hello. inappropriate I, development. Yes, I bought this house <laughs> in the 1920s for 5p. It is now worth $5 billion. I don't want the we riffraff we moving in from the public transport area. Not like, you know, stop the boats or like no oh, bastards wow. or something. It's we oppose inappropriate development. I completely... Well, spoken sign. You know what I mean? Like you can't really say we oppose... We oppose inappropriate. You they know what I mean? mean? Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even chant <laughs> they wouldn't anyway. Chant. They'd, be, they'd pay someone to write a chanting sort of uh, song written <laughs> and by go Mike on, Brady and go on the conversation we now and be interviewed oppose on. <laughs> one of them would be interviewed <laughs> in the Good Weekend with oh, one of those. You know no, the. You know uh, that me um, and her or she and him. What is it? The the two of us. The two of us. Or. I reckon probably more would be one of them is a restaurateur. Of course. And so he goes out to lunch with a journalist and oh, they print one. the receipt. You know yes. that one? They print they the only, receipt. They, they, they only pres- he they had print the, the receipt that they show. Like if there's a booze hound, there's no way a booze hound's oh, going yeah, out with no, one totally. glass of wine with the, <laughs> with the foie gras. <laughs> this is the one you're showing the magazine? Yeah, right. This is the real one that I'll pay in cash. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it did occur to me that... Well, you did right though. We oppose inappropriate we oppose development. Inappropriate Hello. <laughs> There's a bit next. We, appro- we oppose uh, Holden's uh, prior 1985 driving down Surrey Grove. <laughs> That's it. We oppose... We oppose inappropriate use of the English language. Mm, yes. <laughs> or In something. In all of its forms. <laughs> it just seemed to me to be like... It, perfect. It's it, perfect. Like perfectly... And, and and I completely I don't know what exactly that particular issue is, but I do think that if you NIMBYs. yeah, but uh, what well, sure, but I also know that sometimes there are councils and stuff who let developers do whatever they want to neighbourhoods, and it completely destroys no the you know and no you know if I like the number of times I go yeah, here we go but. Just bear with me. Okay, not then, the tennis court defence again. <laughs> no, it's bring not it, the t- bring it in. Bring in the film crew. <laughs> this film's for the documentary. She's no, on about the tennis no, courts. No, no, it's not the tennis court. It's it, it, when I am driving somewhere and there are roadworks, right? What a pain in the bum, right? Wow, they're who fixing won, the road, won, yeah, right? Fix the road, yep. So it's a pain. I hear you. What is not a pain but an absolute outrage is when it is peak hour and there are roadworks and the roadworks are all... So that a developer can build a building. Have you not listened? Like once upon a time I used to be on um, a thing called Old Media. Yes. And I think I built a lot of my career <laughs> on complaining about numbnutters from private companies with uh, lollipop oh. sticks and closing off half roads so they could build Persephone apartments. Yeah. And they, yeah, we're shutting the road down, we're doing this, yep. we're, we're controlling it with a guy who uh, doesn't even know what a traffic light is, but he's got the uh, lollipops there going, go fast, I've got a walkie-talkie. And like, there's people like jammed. Every- no, just thinks it's you're so, dead uh, right. So, so why is private development ahead of societal society? It's because of It's because of right. money. You are dead right. And I think that therefore I oppose inappropriate development. <laughs> I oppose it. Yes, so do I. Stupid. Stuart. What? Um, so, you know, you discussed rather passionately, I thought, your pretty passionate. future as a person who listens purely 
to one type of music until he's 107. I think that's a bit of a misrepresentation of what I was saying, but sure. Okay. Well, I said I could understand someone's stance yes. and a passion for, right. but not necessarily adhere to right. said music for a lifetime. Right. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said just to this clarify. Is, I thought you said this is me in the future. <laughs> so or potentially that far be it from me <laughs> to put words yeah. in your mouth, but I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Um, uh, so I found something. You really lord your memory of me, don't you? <laughs> Have a look at me. Oh, memory me. box. Remembering. Yeah. <laughs> Marimbaro. No, do you know what? what I'm a superhero not a... you are. The I... inner city superhero. Marimbaro. I'm not a memory box, well, nor I am I Remembero the, the female superhero. superhero. You you are taking on Wonder what Woman I as the am next icon. Is somebody who remembers say anything from the past? Oh, keep lording it over me. Yeah, I hmm. can lord it over you. Take it easy, Lisa. Um, <laughs> okay, you are an idiot. This uh, thing says. High school music teach fired for refusing to teach anything except for heavy metal. Fair enough. Now, well, not the firing. I don't know how real this is. No, it looks like it might be real. Um, but her name is Shirley Armstrong. <laughs> and she looks like a Shirley. And her career was cut short on Friday afternoon when she was fired for refusing to adhere to the strict curriculum set forth by the school district. She was from Sherman High School, though. That's Shirley from Sherman. Shirley from Sherman. In Appleton, Wisconsin. And she uh, taught students about bands like Slipknot, Slayer, Lamb of God and Metallica. Um, and she taught them how to headbang properly and mosh pit etiquette. I'm starting to think this is a total lie. How does one teach headbang etiquette or just don't smash the person in front of you? I think that's wrong. I think this is a lie. You don't you reckon? What is her name? Shirley? Shirley Armstrong, and she was a high school music um, teacher at Sherman High strong. School in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, teacher Metal. Now, Shirley uh, knew there was a problem when Principal Woolard recommended me for giving students extra credit for going to a Slipknot show. <laughs> These kids were smiling. They got in the pit just like I do every time I see a band, despite being nearly 65 years old, said Mrs. Armstrong. Yeah, no, maybe it's real. I can't find it on Snopes. Well, I mean, I don't understand why you just think someone into metal and no, that, that has sold their heart and their soul to metal I is a fake person. <laughs> I don't. It's just too good mm-hmm. to be true as a story because she is like... We're not jokes to literally you. Literally old... We don't want to be jokes to you. We, she is literally a white-haired, like, old lady hmm. who has refused to teach anything except for metal to yeah, students. Yeah, what do you think my wife's going to be in 20 years? <laughs> um, Morning, so, Scorch. She is not. Bull. She's got much more nuanced taste. <laughs> Ye have little faith. No, enormous faith. Much more faith than you do. No, no, I have much faith that she will become the metal oh, darling that I, I s- assume oh. that I married <laughs> 12 or 15 years ago. Oh, yes, I was going to say, I, I seem to remember she and I have similar taste in music sometimes and you can't stand any music that I've ever heard in my life. Um, so I like the Bee Gees. I've always maintained oh, that. Oh, we go. And the Whitlam's, wow. Gonna, <laughs> I knew you were going to just... And the well, Wiggles? You're a big fan of the Wiggles? Well, look, I, I've left it out because you've got kids. Anyway, but Stuart. I met you the first time when you didn't have kids and you were wearing a Wiggles t-shirt. I know, and I'm a big fan of their early work. So, potato, hot potato. <laughs> anyway, yes. here, there's that story and I'm done with it. Oh. I did have, though, because I, well, I thought that it was, you know, a useful link to the one that you told us the other day. Hmm. Um, 
And that there is hope in your latter years for you and Scorch. There's more than hope. I'm going to be surfing. Uh, are you? In my latter years. Right. Um, also, though, we found something else that we were giggling at. What was that? What was that? Oh, I know what it was. Oh. It was... Um, oh, it's a video. It's an Elvis video. I'll just post it. Oh. I'm not going to say anything else about it. It's just that when I saw this Elvis video... Lemony. I thought... There is one person in the world who will appreciate this pretty more funny. than anyone I've ever met. It was pretty funny. And it was you. It was. And I was quietly confident. Can so you there we go. I sent you one that I knew you wouldn't like. What? Two days earlier. What was it? Oh, the Tim and Eric one. Yeah, I, I sit don't like Tim and Eric. <laughs> but you've got to put, can we put up as a contrast to the quality of the videos that you may send me, <laughs> that Elvis one being a very high quality, very well thought out <laughs> and very well produced video. Yeah. To the one I sent you perhaps on Sunday or Monday night, yeah. which was Tim and Eric singing, Stuart, I you, sit when I pee. You sometimes... Which to me is hilarious. You sometimes send me, mm-hmm. apropos of nothing, which apropos. I know is a phrase that you don't like using, but apropos of nothing, you will send me something and I will think, oh, it's a message from Stu Farrell. I better check it. It'll be something really important. I better important. check it. And uh, excuse me, everyone. And it, it is. It's always the most ludicrous thing. But they're funny, huh? No, they're confounding. Oh, confounding. They're that sounds really... like a word from Sesame Street. Anyway, look, the, I'm going to link... would say. I'm going to try and remember to link to some of these things. One confounding story. Two <laughs> confounding stories. Laura Clark, how do people find us? Just in case they want to uh, report us to the authorities. anyone want to find us? They can find us at stupidlybig.com. We're stupidly big on Facebook, stupidly big on Twitter. We are stupidly small and stupidly big in the Apple iTunes shop. Give us a review or a rating. We uh, we really, really we like... We desperate need of them, actually. <laughs> you wouldn't When was the last time we got one? <laughs> you wouldn't know. I haven't activated my iTunes on the phone that's apparently owned by Apple. You don't even need to. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, look, people can do that. They can go there, leave us a rating, a review, say hello, whatever. Uh, and Stuart Farrell, will I see you tomorrow for what is it? God the day before Thursday. God, no, Holy Thursday. And it's the day before we all go on our four-day uh, prayer bender. So I look forward to greeting you in my cloth. And uh, oh I'll need you to wash me down with a feather or a palm leaf or something. I'll check my Bible tonight. Lauren Clark, it's been good. Has it? Is that what it's been? <laughs> See you tomorrow, Stu. Uh-huh. <laughs>